Just want to let you all know that if you're new to the podcast, please, if you like the podcast, please rate and review us on on whatever platform you're listening on. It really helps with uh, getting more (laughs) listeners and and subscribers our way. And um, if you're watching on YouTube, please subscribe. You know, Um, I do want to mention, uh, hey, Nikki and I uh, did a little, uh, you know, we did, we recorded a few years ago, we recorded... Uh, a song a week uh, for live, a whole year, for 52, a whole year, and some of those 50, songs. So we had fifty-two songs. By yeah, the end and of the some year. of them uh, during the holidays, we recorded some Christmas tunes, and we'll be. You can we we have yeah, those those that that is available as a, a Christmas holiday EP right now. You can listen to it on on Spotify or or iTunes or Apple or you Music can, or or you, can, or you can you can download it for purchase on Bandcamp. Yeah. Uh, that'd be maxandnicky.bandcamp.com. What's or you it can called? Listen on SoundCloud or not? It's not SoundCloud. Um, it's called Max and Nikki's Christmas Album. Lovely. And yeah. uh, you got White Christmas on there in the vein of the Drifters. So it's a duo version. You got a song by our sister Laura Weinbach that we performed called "I'm Not Really in the Christmas Mood This Year." Um, I'll be home for Christmas and, and have yourself, have yourself a, a merry little Christmas. Christmas. And we do it in that unique Max and Nikki way. So you'll be hearing some harmonies there. Um, I love it. Is, is there any whistling? There is definitely there some is, whistling on. Have yourself, have yourself a merry little Christmas, Christmas. I believe. <laughs> Wait, is there? I don't know. It's worth Maybe. listening to the whole album just for the, for well, the whistling. On, we, we do have uh, also, as we said, we have Max and Nikki's top 40, which was part of that, the 52 weeks of of recording but, and we have whistling on that if you want to check that out as well so. but and one more thing to promote sorry a lot of shameless <laughs> we're, we're eating through the tape guys but we are real quick we have we also if you're thinking about last minute christmas presents we have a max and nikki t-shirt for sale you can go oh. find that on max okay is it holiday themed or no it's not no, it's no, year-round so you can wear it year-round sweet Welcome back to another edition of Splitting Hairs with Max, Nikki, and Nikon. Yes, welcome. Welcome, welcome. Um, we've got <laughs> an interesting episode for today. Um, I initially thought we were going to do something else, but Sight and Sound just released their... Uh, every decade, they come out with a list of uh, that they pull critics, and they do a separate list where they pull directors to come up with their definitive 100 greatest movies of all time. List. And let's just say <laughs> I found the list to be outrageous. <laughs> and I thought... Outrageously good or bad? <laughs> outrageously bad. I had to talk about these lists and lists like these. And so that is our topic for today. Well, is I mean... when yeah. publications come out with the 100 greatest anything so like rolling stone will do their 500 greatest mm-hmm. albums of all time who and, are the top five publications that do this <laughs> sorry uh, i would say uh, rolling joke. stone does it all the time <laughs> yeah. sound does this afi does their i know afi greatest. has one yeah and um who are uh, you supposed to like what okay well let's we'll get into nme it. does it for music um, ME, yeah, that's a, and that's what a British is, publication, right? What is Sight and Sound? What is it? Is it's it a, a, it's, a magazine? Um, it's, well, it's Sight a, is this, the action by which you see, <laughs> and Sound is the action by which you hear. Uh, but what right, is that together? Right. What does it mean together? Or actually, it's not the. It's just the thing that you would hear. Well, no, Sight and Sound is um, uh, a publication. I, I think it's an online publication now that's put out by the British Film Institute. Okay. Um. But apparently so, they oh, pulled, it's British. I didn't know they pulled. I I think like thousands of critics, but it does seem like. And I, I we'll, I we'll get to up. it when we decide. They do it every it. ten years, right? They do it every. They, so the last one was in two thousand twelve. And yeah, yeah. I mean, I got a lot of questions. Yeah, uh, I. But here's some. I, I have something to say about it too. That well, we'll get into it. But I think a lot of the critics that voted in it i think are shocked even actually so just let that be know what are shocked. surprised as well, well uh, maybe not so shocked but surprised one of you, uh, no one i, of you I don't think that. french one of you who studied french can you say the name of the uh, supposedly best film of all time well it's uh, jean d'alman 
23. or a twenty three. There's more to the the. Yeah, yeah. so it's title. a woman's name and her address. Is that is that my understanding? Vantois K du Commerce K du Commerce D quatre vingt and that's and that's her address. I'm assuming or what? Oh, well, have uh, you seen this movie? I have heard of this movie. I have heard about this movie. You'd heard of it before this one. I've known, I've heard about this because of its length, actually. It's, it's, this it's almost, it's three and a half hours long. It's a highly regarded movie that is very long. Brushing her teeth, right. And the the idea is that you just see this woman doing chores and stuff right. around the house for a long well there's more to it than that though there is there is but sure of course she's a widow right or but, something like that and when like, we get a, into I, it i believe she's a prostitute actually look, when oh. we get into it oh I'll, I'll describe part of why it's outrageous that okay this is well so i think film. so nikki and should she just, might also be a widow, widow nikki too. nikki should obviously take the against Sure, I played the oh, judge wait, the last. Hold on, Tio. You played judge last time. Okay, I played judge last. Time. Oh, he did. I'm gonna, I'm gonna That's play right. pro. I'll, I'll be. Yeah, pro. I'll be the judge. I guess. Great. Hear cool. ye, hear ye, order, quarters in session. Oh man, you might have to be permanent judge yeah. with, that, <laughs> with that read. You got the part. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> That's just how I talk. I, I do say. I feel like hear ye, hear ye. It's almost if you you can change that into a. Kennedy. Like a Kennedy accent, a Kennedy, little bit. Yeah, pretty much. Hear yeah. ye, hear ye! I say bye bye the laws of the land. <laughs> that we are going to start this session right now. Is it? That's a weird thing. <laughs> that, that almost turned into a Jerry Seinfeld too. Yeah, yeah right. Okay. right these things, these kids today—they want to be voting on the sight and sounds. Hundred best films, and I don't <laughs> even know where they're getting this from. Who are these people? Who is the uh, British Film Institute? It's an institute. Are we institutionalizing these films? <laughs> are these films crazy? Are they? This insane? list is crazy. I tell you. um all right so max will be the judge nikon will be pro and i'll be against and look at any point we can we don't have to adhere to that as if you're a new listener or watcher of the podcast you know these are just the roles we're taking on in the beginning of the episode but Yes, we're not bound by any kind of laws or anything like that to maintain or, or fiduciary. It's the over here. Is that my phone or is that your It's no, obligation. So, um, so but, okay, okay. So, does anybody know why they only do it ten, once every ten years? Uh, um, I think, um, I think they need to give it some time for movies to come out. I think to do it every year would be a little bit of a just so, a waste of the time. Um, I think there sure. on the list, current list, there are eight eight total movies from the 21st century. Oh, there's another reason why. Um, it takes a it takes them a long time to like just for one critic to go through the whole process of doing well, compiling and, and a they, list and I think you know to ask them to do that every year so you know would be too long for them I think. Right. It and it takes a long time. I mean for them for, to to organize all of these uh, lists from all the critics and directors. Sure. Oh, um, right. Okay. There's different lists for each, each, right? Oh, I should pull there that is. up. Yes, yes. Uh, the, the director list is, I, is I a little that, bit different. Yeah. It's a little bit better, but it's A still- little bit, but still, the fact that this 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 woman eating breakfast or whatever, ex-prostitute, whatever she is. <laughs> You're already that not doing your, um, oh, your job <laughs> of true. being pro list, but you might be fired soon. Are we in it? Let's do it. Yeah, I just want to- Oh, wait, hold on. Just some station business first. Um, any station business? Anybody want to say anything? <laughs> I got nothing going on. Um, well, I mean, just, you know, uh, how was your week, uh, guys? Uh, oh, oh, that kind of station business. <laughs> yeah, it was good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's all right. Notable. I mean, um, I, I will say not much changed. Not much changed from last week. From last weekend to this weekend. Nikon's still in California, but he'll be back. Still in California. In a few days. He'll be yeah. back in New York in a few days, you know, and uh, we we got some rain going on right now. That's good. It's much needed. Oh, really? That's yeah. nice. Uh, yeah. yeah, much needed in California. Yeah. Uh, it's, you know. All right. Yeah. Well, now that we've gotten that station <laughs> business out of the way. <laughs> yeah. Now that we're talking about weather, I think we're. I think yeah. we're done with station. You know, business. that is like, isn't that the like that is the 
the stereotypical subject matter when you know a conversation's gotten stale is like when weather is mentioned. So right, the weather, yeah. how's the weather today? <laughs> okay, so I guess I'll start because I kind of came up with the topic. I found this list and other lists like it to be completely outrageous. First of all, look, I understand that you want to celebrate certain films that might be under the radar and might be films that not everybody knows, but, and, and well, that's exactly my people, point. more people to watch them. But in general, lists like these come across as quite elitist, very pretentious. And, um, I mean, this movie that was voted the greatest movie of all time, Jean Diamant, yeah. 23 Quai du Commerce, uh, 1080 Bruxelles, from 1975, it's almost three and a half hours long. And that wouldn't be a problem. But no, of course not. I was reading a review from one of the critics that voted on this, and uh, she wrote an article for Vox, I think, or maybe it was for uh, the AV Club. But mm-hmm. she wrote that when she first watched the movie, she said, for the greater part of the film, she was extremely bored. And she said, not until the end that did she realize that that was the point and that it was an epiphany uh, at the end that she had. And I just thought, okay, I was talking with a friend of mine about this. For a movie to be voted as the greatest film of all time, yeah. there are two re- criteria that I think are required. One, it should be aesthetically pleasing and it should be there should be artistic merit to it. So... It can't just be one or the other for it to be the greatest film of all time. They well, just can't who be. are you to say that it's not aesthetically pleasing? Well, for somebody that found it to be extremely boring and still voted it as the greatest movie of all time, that's very bizarre and pretentious, I uh, think. At, at order, <laughs> I'll have order in the court. Order in the court. I just need to point out something here. I don't believe the critics choose an order for their list. They're not putting that at the top of their list, but it's the because this that is, get the this most is votes. coming from a critic from at decider. Uh, and he said, this is according to him. He didn't vote this, this time around, but he's voted in the past. And he said, I kind of doubt that any film of credit of the film critics who put Chantal Ackerman's Jean Diamant, uh, 23 commerce K 1080 Brussels on their ballots for the British Film Institute and Sight and Sound magazine's once a decade greatest films of all time poll had any expectation <laughs> that the movie would come in at number one in the number one spot. Nevertheless, it persisted. So in other words, I think they're just putting films <clears throat> that they think belong on the list. It's an and aggregate. The one, and the one, yeah, it's an aggregate. So the ones that come, the one that came up the most was this film. Here's it wasn't my that opening. they put it at the number one spot. Here's my opening argument and why I think lists like these are important. Oh, yes, I, I, yes, in, please. In, please. In, but I wasn't go, quite finished. Go, need, need, go, on, go, oh, okay. go ahead. Oh, he's not done with his... Look, okay. So there, there's that film that came out number one. Now, number two and three have regularly been number two and three for the past few decades. Number two is Vertigo, which is aesthetically pleasing and has artistic merit. Number three is Citizen Kane, which, and let's I, face I it, that's I always been... Except uh, that this uh, Jean Delmont vont, you know, it, it does not have artistic merit. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I, I, I'm sure it does. Aesthetic. But yeah, here's the thing. Yeah, aesthetically, here, you here, mean just by the beauty of it? I mean, it may definitely have that. But here's like, the thing. If, if, if it has to be entertaining, then, yeah. you're, then you might be falling into the classic Hollywood cinema uh, trap of okay, like, defining all film as having to be... Hitchcockian or Spielbergian, who it's interesting is not. Hitchcock yeah. is is quite represented on this list. Hitchcock but, is Spielberg it, is not Spielberg, at all. So that's what I wanted to mention, Nikon. Spielberg is, is not. Check it out. So you had movies like Moonlight and Get Out, and look, I understand Get Out is it's it's a good movie. I wouldn't say it's one of the hundred greatest movies of all time. I wouldn't say it's better than Schindler's List. So exactly. So. These are the directors that were not represented at all on this list. There is no Tarantino, no Spielberg, no Woody Allen. Say what you will about 
the person. Sure, that's but separate. Annie that's Hall separate. is definitely one of the greatest films of all time. There's no Roman Polanski. But Chinatown should be on this list. No David Lean. No Robert Altman. No Coen Brothers. No, no Coen Brothers. Paul Thomas right, Anderson. I- no Richard Linklater. There are no Disney Linklater. movies on this list at all. And Pinocchio should be on here, sure. and probably Snow White for historical purposes. Okay, there's no well, Pixar but, okay. films. Toy Story should thing. probably be on here. Here's the uh, thing. Here's what you're Hold doing. on. Okay. And there are no yeah. musicals. You've had your time. There's, You've had your there's time. There's only one musical singing on the, in the rain, which is not even close to being the greatest musical of all Boy, time. Wait, in the presidential anyway, debates, you'd be on, like going over. No David like Lean. No David Lean. Lawrence of Arabia should be on this list. Anyway. That's, that is debatable because, you know, that I don't know. Is that age well? I was pretty bored when I watched it. Oh, I disagree. Oh, I'll have order in this court, I tell you. <laughs> okay. Right, no Peter right, Be- Bagdanovich, by the way, either. Go on. Uh, okay, okay, cross-examination. Go so, ahead. First of all, I am going to ask you, I think I think later on, Nikki should answer then how would you do it? How would you make this list? Uh-huh. Right? Because okay. what what you're arguing against is uh, mathematics, right? Uh, it, it's, this is an unedited, as far as I know, list uh, that aggregates the opinions of, of, of professional critics and directors and just says, this is, these are, here, here's the math. The math says that this many people said this was a great movie. And that's not my argument. My main argument <clears throat> is that in a in a world in a day and age, in a world, especially in a world, especially in a day and age as we are in, um, where there is no central culture to latch onto, there's no collective memory of anything anymore. Uh, not anything. That's an exaggeration. Oh, but like uh, as it relates to culture, uh, there's no like. Snow, Seinfeld, right? Not everyone's watching the last episode of MASH together. It is important to have some resource that says, hey, here are the the holders of history and of tradition and of of this, this media. And they watch, for a living, they watch movies. And all of these people have decided that these are some movies that you should watch. Now, it, it becomes interesting. Okay, so that's that's the most important thing. The, the most important reason to have these lists. The fact that you're calling out all of these well-known directors as like, oh, it's crazy that they're not on this list, right? I think that is the nature of human beings having to um, make these assessments based on their historical context. And they see that, yeah, like, obviously, who doesn't love a Tarantino movie, right? But but when you're sitting down and thinking about all of the movies in the world and all of the, like, you're going to have a little bit of a bias against Tarantino purely because of how popular his movies are in today's, like, it, it, so, so maybe in a hundred years, once Tarantino's long gone, and you know the all that's left is the movies to speak for themselves. I'm sure all of his movies are not all of them, but like I think part of it is that um, the Tarantinos and the Spielbergs are discounted in the minds of these of these professionals because they're thinking, yeah, of course these are great filmmakers and great films, but like this, what's I have to Jean Delmont twenty three whatever. Like I ha- like nobody knows about this movie, and it is so good that I'm going to I'm going to like upvote it a little more than I normally would if I were like a robot who was just assessing things based off of the the pure you know aesthesis points that a film would get or you know. Um, How do you explain Get Out being on this list? That was extremely popular, and that beating out any of these other directors' greatest works is... Again, is human psychology. Well, again, again human, I, human psychology. They felt, I felt like it was a political thing here. This you, would, was, you would think that if it wasn't just an aggregation of, of people's opinions. But I feel like people maybe felt the need to represent right. different minority groups in their list. And yeah, but whilst, I, whilst maintaining a pretentious quality on their list, and that's why they didn't pick these popular filmmakers, well, perhaps. Okay, I, I think that's part of it, yeah. Can I, I just do, interject? I, I don't disagree with that. 
I do, I, I do ma- think that that went into a person's decision to say that Get Out is better than Schindler's List or whatever it is. <laughs> and I don't think that that's a bad thing. I'm, you know, I'm not one of these people that say like we have to overcorrect or anything like that, but like that's just the way the numbers came out. Okay, but Ray, why like, is yeah, it that? Yeah, and I, look, I. So you asked. Wait, hold on. I, I as the judge, I have okay, I have a right, right to interject. All right, all right, go ahead. I do want to. Basically, what Nikon is saying is that a lot of these movies in a hundred years that are on this list otherwise won't be remembered, and so it's the job of these critics, they're thinking we need to make them remember because they're worth it to be remembered. Whereas a Spielberg film or a Tarantino film, we, we, we don't, that job is already done. Those films are hugely popular. It was impossible to forget those movies. So we don't need to put those on the list. Would Would it be helpful? Would it be helpful if the name of the list is top hundred movies you should see before you die? Yes, so there okay. is a, there is a list called well I know I don't know if there's a movie version of this but there's an album version of this I think it's Colin Larkin is the guy's name um, but 1001 albums you must listen to before you die oh, and you it's really good um, it it's very and eclectic it every it's year, extremely right? eclectic yeah no not so every year not every year reason, like every so 10 I, years or and I I think that would sit well right cuz it yeah. cuz you take away the even if it is pretentious to say like you need to listen or, you know, you need to watch this Jean whatever movie, Jean Dielman, uh, 23, etc. cetera. Uh, at, least, <laughs> at least the author of the list is saying, look, I'm not going to tell you this is the best movie of all time. That's insane. But it's a movie you should watch before you die if for no other reason that it gives you, it gives you a better understanding of what what's been out there what's influenced all these other filmmakers what we are what we are referencing we the critics are referencing when we draw comparisons between this type of film and that movie and all that kind of stuff i do think it it creates a better general movie going experience if you have a little bit of context well here's the thing nikon in 2012 some of these directors were represented on that list. So it seems to me that with the passing of time and maybe younger critics being involved in these, this aggregate, they are purposefully denying a place for these older directors to be on the list. For example, Chinatown was very high up on the list in 2012. And it is, if you've seen it, I don't know if you have, but it, I think it's, it's one of the greatest it's movies of all time. Yeah, it's a masterpiece. It's a masterpiece. And and it. I don't think, by taking that off of the list, younger generations are not going to remember an older movie like that. They're not, and- Sure, sure. And, okay, yes, keep going. But, and but yes. The old Disney movies, first of all, there's only two animated movies on this list, and they're both Miyazaki films. Yeah, that's- a, And that's, it, that's, it came to mind Steve. that- that's okay, ridiculous. with a list like this, I think that Miyazaki should be on the list too. But I think sure, it, may, like, it should yeah. maybe there's a, a director there, should only that. be allowed to be represented once on the list. Ah, okay. Now, so now we're now we're getting into weird fiddling fiddling around territory. Sure. But Hitchcock, which is, I don't I don't dislike. I, don't I love know. Hitchcock. I yeah. think he is one of the greatest directors of all time. Sure. Yeah. But man. There's like there six four times? or five films. Yeah, him and Godard like, are, are, are him, tied, right? Him and Godard are Godard, the most. Yeah. And yeah. look, Rear Window is definitely one of the greatest movies of all time. No doubt about it. But doesn't it get a little... Re- we get the point like, okay, Hitchcock is somebody who's, whose filmography we should check out. Why do we need to see him five times on a list? You know, Here's, here's what I think you're falling victim to. You are saying this... Th- because because today is today and it's the present and that's how we humans think you think that this is the this is the end all this is the final draft of the list rather than seeing it as a snapshot right like i mean actually it's funny you know people are like oh man remember when bush was president we thought how terrible the president was and then when trump was president we're like oh my god bush was a was a dream i 
could not tell you how many conversations I had where people were complaining that Citizen Kane is supposedly the number one movie so, of all time. Blah, blah, can I for just fifty years? Yeah, can I for historical <laughs> to, to context? Pick, I okay. I but, objectively can I, agree. Can I with piggyback that? off of that? So this this guy who I think very well puts this all very well um, with regards to all of all of these things. He he talks about Citizen Kane and says so. Uh, Let's see, so Jean Dielmont certainly can be called the most demanding of the number ones to have been honored on the poll. I share my friend Farron Smith Nemi's amusement. She wrote to me that she thought it funny that all those bright young people spent years telling me Citizen Kane was not, could not be the greatest film of all time because it's boring and nothing happens. <laughs> in a sense, in a sense, Jean Dielmont tells Citizen Kane to hold its beer. Which is kind of interesting, you know. You're so, right. like where where are those people now who <laughs> might think, you know, there might be other people out there thinking, no, your guys are wrong. You guys, and here's the thing: this is also coming from. I haven't seen the movie. Have you guys seen the movie? You don't. You can't. No, totally but I can tell it. you. Listen, I, I, you know what? I did happen to watch uh, last week before this list came out. Right? I, I don't think the list came out until what? It came out uh, like two days ago. Yeah. I just happened to watch Persona for the first time. Oh, uh, I watched it during the quarantine Quarantine for the first time. And I was like, okay, there's some interesting stuff here. But like, I don't know. Uh, you know, maybe I'm I like don't agree with you. I think, it's a really I think it's a really good movie. I think it's fine. I think it's a good movie. Whatever. And obviously very influential on David Lynch. Sure, which Who is let's not even get into David Lynch because Mulholland Drive. I, I, okay, <laughs> I love that David Lynch exists. He seems like one of the loveliest people alive, but I don't like his work. Oh, I like that. Wow. I, I disagree. I like that he work. I like that he does stuff, and I, lo I I like a lot about his work. But Mulholland Drive is one of the most overrated, like, just fart of a movie. I got an order I, in this court. Order in this court. <laughs> Look, Nikon. calls the order whenever I say something he doesn't agree with. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> look, well, I don't. It's, it's, I don't, it's not something that is the look, argument at hand. So, I guess, for listeners know. who are not real, realizing this, Mulholland Drive is in the top ten on this list. It's in the top ten. And I forgot. While I, no, that I is not. I don't. Think while I agree that. Thank you. Mulholland Drive is certainly not one of the ten greatest movies of all time. I do love that film, and uh, look. David Lynch, I think, is one of the greatest filmmakers of all time. And what you don't like Twin Peaks? I like I like Twin Peaks. I like I like Twin Peaks. I like season one one of Twin Twin Peaks though. Sure. That's the thing. So, it's like yeah. Yeah, everything has to be qualified though. It's like I like this aspect of like Mulholland Drive, but like if the entire spoiler or if the entire thing is like, oh, some woman's dream or whatever. Well no, he didn't he didn't intend the way, for you, you to have know to that. Read, exactly. Well you have to read like you have to be in a film class to know what the movie is even about. Or well, that's what's cool is it's a very thought-provoking. So thought -provoking. right now, Nikon, you're <laughs> arguing against this list then in well, a way. Well, sure, yeah. <laughs> <but that's laughs> and look, Blue Again, Velvet no is on the list too. And Blue Velvet, I would, would... Look, I don't think Mulholland Drive should be in the top 10. I think, and I don't Blue even Velvet, think Blue people Velvet say that's the quintessential David Lynch movie to watch. I understand that being on the list. I get that, I but I don't know if it should be on the on a list of things. But like, uh, there's some fun stuff about it. But it's also just okay, okay, okay. Look, it's weird. His whole thing. The only reason anybody thinks he's great is because he does things weird. No, and here's why. It's not because true. there's something viscerally interesting about it, and I think that's cool. He does something weird, but. It's pleasing though, too. At the and same it can be time. very scary. Kind too. of. It's for me. It's like I just feel like it's the feeling I have when I've just thrown up a little in my mouth. That's like watching all of his movies. And again, I love. You're the not guy. pleased when that happens. No, I'm just. <laughs> I'm, I'm, yeah. yeah, it depends on what I. Ate. I love the guy, but you know, I, <laughs> none of his movies have like a rewatchability for me. Let's That's like down. saying I think Mulholland Drive has definite rewatchability. In fact, Twin Peaks. I've I mean, rewatched it a, a couple movie, times. But, and well, except Fire Walking. Maybe, maybe I got to say this. Maybe I, I, I need to rewatch Mulholland Drive. I will do that. That'll be. I, I, I promise you this. Um, um, now, here's the thing I feel like about. I was going to make a point though. This, All right, well, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, I forgot it. Go here's ahead. Here's the thing about this list, though, is it pur almost purposefully neglects what you're saying, the popular opinion 
what audiences would deem the greatest movie. Because if you go on IMDb top 200 movies, Shawshank Redemption yes. has always been at the top because for we many don't years. Need, we don't need BFIs or whatever the publication is, Sight and Sound. We don't need them to tell us what the most popular films are. Sure, That's but, what we have the box offices for. That's what we have IMDb. That's what and we so have you're not going to get a movie like Back to the Future on there. Right. Or, but why, why are comedies so underrepresented on this list in general? That's... that's yeah. that, 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 don't have a sense it, of... Actually... I, I, it seems I like, like critics from, don't have a sense of humor. I mean, I know the one that they do put on here some of them do. is Some Like It Hot. Day. Some Like It Hot. And I still have don't understand why that's on any list as the greatest, right. one of the greatest that comedies. Movie, that's one of those historical dated. context things. That's because, look, this No, exactly. But for, yeah. okay, historical context. But if that's the case, then, you know, lists like these, they include these current movies. And I just think, yeah, I, I just... But again, people are going to think they're going to think this. Yeah, I guess people are going to watch it. You know, hundred years from now, oh, I'm going to be like, I think we're. I think, like it hot. I don't understand why this was ever on a comedy list. Of again, the I greatest think Nikki, comedies of all time. Nikki thinks he's. He you you think it's like your opinion against this other person's opinion, and if it was one person's opinion that. Jean Delmon, 23, Quad du Commerce. <laughs> it's I funny that you had it. Every time you say you have to say the whole thing. Etc. <laughs> yeah, Etc. Et if you were talking to an individual who said that, you would have a lot to talk about. And you would say, I think you're wrong and you're insane that you think you're so pretentious, blah, 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 yada, yada. But you're not arguing against a person. You're just saying the aggregation of all these people's opinions is distasteful yeah but nikon <laughs> you it, it seems like okay they put singing in the rain in there because they thought that's the one they've been told is a very important that's musical true to put singing in, there. in the rain they're, they're not is very popular i mean a lot it's, of people know that popular, movie it's a very popular movie but you don't think that wizard of oz is a more important musical to put on this i do it's it it's a, was a technical feat at the time and there's not it's not like um Singing in the Rain is, it, there's something for historical context more advanced than, than well, Wizard I of Oz. Well, I will say one thing about it is they kind of break the fourth wall in it. That is Here's, kind of okay, the Wizard, you, Wizard of Oz, for it. that not to get think, any placement on here is, sure. is a travesty, I think. I think I figured it out. I think I figured it out. Okay. I figured it all out, guys. <laughs> this, the list should be named 100 Movies You Should See Before You Die or something like that. 100 movies you should see if you want to have a full, robust uh, if you want to, experience. If you want to seem pretentious in a conversation. That's what it should be called. No, no, no. No, you should see it. Like, I don't... I don't no, no, you should. Right. Some, of these movies, some of these movies are undoubtedly great, by the I'm way. I'm not looking forward to watching Jean Delmont 23, blah, blah, blah. But I will because I think I should. Sure. Me too. That's, it's okay. been, that's been on my list, actually, by the way, for a while. So, uh, yeah. No, I, I learned about it. You know, all right, but go not on from this list. I was just Max bragging about how pretentious he is. <laughs> well, I'm just well, saying. Okay, let me finish the point. We and we only have a minute for this recording, but sure. oh um, shoot, oh so, less than a minute. You know what? No, no, hold no, on, let, let him finish. No, 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 finish. no, I'll get it out in less than a minute. Um, the list should be called. Here are a bunch of movies that you should see. You middle of the road just average Joe who probably thinks Pulp Fiction is the greatest movie ever. Who probably won't read this list anyway, <laughs> by the way. Okay, true. True. Well, okay. Uh, all right, so, well, let me finish the thought. Okay, so this is, that's what the, <laughs> the name should be. But it's not so that people like us spend hours of their time arguing about other movies that should have been there. And then perhaps, hopefully, being exposed to movies like Jean Delon for, for their own posterity. Yes. Just to, yeah, just to say, to piggyback off that, it sparks discussion about movies that otherwise wouldn't have discussion, people wouldn't discuss, actually. I mean, how many times are you going to be in a conversation where people are going to be talking about Jean Delon's yada, yada, yada? Uh, I mean... You have to say the it, whole thing. It, it takes... A year to say the title, actually, even, you know? Right. Um, so, you know, I think that uh, that's important uh, because clearly, clearly, if enough critics are voting it to be on the list, there is importance in it at, at the very least, you know? I mean, there is something 
and we can't discount that. You guys haven't watched it yet, and I Go haven't, on. so okay. we should but watch you, it. You heard about it before we did, which is and very I, impressive. And <laughs> I haven't heard about it yet. I have a friend, I, I looked, I wanted to watch it during the quarantine, and I just was like, like why would oh I my God, it's so long. Day, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Was but I was talking to a friend of mine who is a film, he's a professor of film, and film theory, and he's also a student of the practice of film currently, and he said, oh, yeah, I love that movie. You yeah, know, but he's, yeah. he's a, a little professor. Yeah, he loves Tarkovsky, who is very represented on this list. But he and, isn't a pretentious person, though. But hold on. He, he's very... taste, Mike. I watched Mirror by Andrei Tarkovsky during the quarantine. Yeah. And it's on this list, by the way. Right, I saw that. And yeah. boy, was that probably <laughs> the most boring movie I watched during the quarantine. I could not sit, sit. It was, it was, it's only an hour and a half long too, or oh, maybe man. an hour 45. It, it was so hard to get through. I but mean, isn't it interesting that the directors pull and you know, I don't know who these directors are. Maybe they only chose the most pretentious directors <laughs> to vote. Well, I know that like, like Mars Corsese is involved in the voting of it, but well, can I yeah, just he's to, more of a nerd than a, than, you know, definitely more. Right. Of a nerd than, I do want to say, um, because Nikki, you were kind of grousing about it, maybe having some. Uh, you didn't use the word here, but this is according to this guy on Decider, who I think actually puts things pretty well. He said, "And any reactionary who wants to claim that the list is following some kind of woke agenda will have mm-hmm. to explain why the Searchers is still on the list, let alone at number fifteen. It's because five five places ahead of Seven Samurai." I myself would swap their positions. One would also have to explain the, the almost, well, he says, literal dearth of African Indian Indian films, which you can count on the fingers of one hand. Usman, Semben's Black Girl. No, I know. It, Jibril uh, Dio. P- Ponder Panchali is on Tukibuki there. Buki and Satyaji. I, think my response I don't even to think that that's guy. the best movie. It would be entirely incorrect to grouse that this cinematic landscape is no country for old men. Kane is now number three. That's pretty high, and Vertigo holds but, number two. But that's Those not, are still quite high. That's not anyway. even... But that's the thing is, Pandar Panchali is on here, but that's not even the best movie in the Apu, Apu series, the Apu's World series. The last movie is actually... But that, that's neither here nor there. That sounds really pretentious of me to say. But... The Searchers <laughs> is the only Western on here, and it's. Be- I feel and like Seven Samurai. these young yeah, people uh, voted. I guess that's kind of a Western, but the, yeah. and Seven Samurai should be on here. I, I agree, sure. but I mean, but what, should Parasite be on here? I mean, I, the Searchers I by no stretch is the greatest Western of all time, in my opinion. The Searchers, yeah, I agree, yeah, and rightfully oh, so. I, I, I haven't seen the rightfully so that writer oh, yeah. should argue that. It doesn't hold up that well in in terms of uh, racism the way and stuff. Yeah. the racism and, and things go today. There are better westerns from the '40s and '50s that are not racist like that, like High Noon, for example. That should be on this list over the Searchers. That is. Opinion. That's also an important and, western. Not not because it's just a western, for, but it has well, like a political for a genre that, that isn't that isn't made too much anymore. By your by your logic, Nikon, that should be represented more on this list because Listen, people are going to forget numbers, about them. The numbers speak for themselves. I'm not saying. I'm not saying. I'm. I'm just. <laughs> these are the votes. The votes. Votes are in, baby. Um, but the it's not that. <clears throat> I mean, they all okay. put once upon a time in the west. In the west. Oh, sorry. That's a spaghetti western. That's that, spaghetti western. Which, I think That's it's a fantastic movie. It's it great. is. It's it's good, but good, I the don't. Bad and the ugly is better. I here's think. the thing: you all have seen it. Yes. Yeah. That movie could have ended three times. It's <laughs> kind of it's kind of hilarious each time that you think it's going to end, and then it continues even more. Like I think Jason Robard's character is like about to die on his horse, and you think, "Oh, this is it for him," and then he's like, "He's." It's like. He has yeah. an extra well, ounce of, of breath and he keeps riding his horse into the... It's like, you gotta <laughs> well, be kidding me. It's like a joke, actually. It's ridiculous. On every movie. But it's these are these are aggregated. Aggregated sure. votes. Okay. And again, I will repeat... I don't think we spend enough time on this. <clears throat> You're looking at it as if they're saying, this is it. This is the last time we're ever going to vote about this. Yeah. And never again shall we reassess 
the merits of, I just have to say it again, Jean Diamond, Ventre, Quai de Commerce, etc. Sorry. Um, <laughs> they're not saying that. They're just saying this year, hey, listen, let's let's shake things up a bit. Okay. Who knows? Maybe next, maybe in the decade, Citizen Kane is going to be number one again. And we're going to go back to bitching about that. Well, I actually don't have a problem if that were number one, because from a historical context, that was very revolutionary for all the film techniques he used in it. I understand that, actually, from an object- objective standpoint. But anyway, and I actually do think Citizen Kane is is a pleasurable watch. I think it's very I interesting. Do too. I love that. Um, yeah. You know, this guy also, he wanted to mention that uh, Louise Boonwell is not represented at he all. He was on the 2012 list. Well, I know. That's why they think. He's represented on the director's they, list, they, actually. Oh, yeah. A Louis Banwell, by the way. Louis, yeah. Oh, it's Come Louis Banwell. So, Boonwell. La Chienne en Deleuze. But is, he, yeah. but, you know, <laughs> a lot of people, you know, it's that, this guy's favorite director is Louis Banwell. But, but, um, that's I do want to move over to, like, other well, lists. Well, he's a critic, too. He's in, I, oh, I, right, I want to move over to other lists, like Rolling Stone Magazine, 500 Greatest Albums of All Time. That is not necessarily an aggregate of a bunch of critics. Right. And so it seems even more like an arbitrary list that is influenced the by current woke culture, maybe, or something like that. Well, Rolling Stone is a publication with a bias towards rock and roll, right? Maybe, I think. Um, uh, it used so. to be. Towards, yeah. It used to be, but now it's like... Their idea of what in, is included in, like, for instance, the same, you know, it's the same guy that, you know, is responsible for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And a lot of people have a problem and with a lot of, him. And a lot of people, a lot of rock and rollers have a huge problem with the voting system and it, just the bias that, because ultimately, what's the point of these things? It's to kind of preserve... You it's know, to sell magazines. Well, it's no, to sell no, pub- it's no. But what's the point of Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? It's to kind oh, no, of no, 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 preserve, okay. preserve, celebrate, preserve, and celebrate history, these yeah. artists that hopefully that in a hundred years will continue to be remembered, and yeah. and it really should be called oh the Popular Music Hall of Fame actually because there's a lot of people in there that haven't been represented and you know like rolling stone for instance they put 100 greatest guitarists of all time and there's so many guitarists that there's no jazz musicians no jazz there, musicians the on there which, yeah, is, which insane. is crazy that is jazz is musicians are crazy. the best musicians in my opinion. For the drummer they, list do they do jazz drummers because that would be in that would be i don't know if there's a drummer i don't know if there's, don't a, drummer know if there's a drummer oh, they don't list. have a drummer list um for example i've never this, seen one on myself. the 100 greatest no. albums of all time yes there are there, I feel like there should be a caveat with this list where they should say when I rock think the caveat music became is, the popular form of music. Because I think ca- the caveat is we're Rolling Stone magazine. We're here to sell magazines. Right. We're super I guess magazine. nobody buys their magazines. You know, take 10, it all with a grain of salt. Right? The top like, 10 on here. I, I, I guess. But like for That's instance, the caveat. Nobody's well, no, saying but, Rolling Stone is the authority of all musical... No, of, it's not. But, but people hold that... Hold, the role, the rock and roll Hall of Fame, and like this kind of esteem that really shouldn't be held in that esteem. Like for instance, they'll include they'll include, you know, rap artists in in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Well, and it's like, okay, why aren't you including these jazz artists? Actually, I mean, there is oh, a jazz yeah. Hall of Fame, I think, too. But it's you know, a popular. You're right. It's popular music. It's a hall popular of fame. music Hall of Fame, really. But you know? even though jazz was the popular form of music in the 30s and, and 40s, right? Um, yeah, but the Hall of Fame didn't exist then, did it? I mean, no, but <laughs> it didn't, it, the Hall of Fame uh, started in the '80s. Um, yeah, but look, Missy Elliott. She her one of her albums is in the top ten on this 500 greatest albums of all time, and it's a bit outrageous. It's it's as if I'm like that's not even the greatest hip hop album of all time, you know? Um, yeah, but it's yeah. kind of it, but it, it's going to spark conversation and people are gonna be like we should take another listen to this oh so what are you trying you're the judge you're not supposed to be taking sides i'm not i'm just i'm the (laughs) i'm i'm offering you know an argument against in the last time they did this list the 500 greatest albums sergeant peppers was number one and look i know a lot of people will say that's not the beatles best album but from a historical context and what that album was doing it is in a way and but now that that album's not even the top ten on this late, latest list, and Marvin Gaye's "What's Going On" is number one now. 
Um, Mr. Weinbach, you'll have to settle down or else I'll find you in contempt of this court. <laughs> Look, and Pet Sounds is number two on that list. And Sorry, I just wanted to say. Pet Sounds has always been number two on the list. And look, that is- Has it? Oh, that's interesting. That's it's still, it's still number still two. It's still number two. And look, it is one of the best albums of all time. Um, that is. Yeah. But a list like this, it, it it's almost like it's made to incite discussion and yeah. fury from a true- yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, rock and yeah, roll they're trying to slash say, music lover. Do you, you know? think? Do, okay, is let's put it this: would would the ideal world, would the ideal situation be that Rolling Stone puts out a list, and every single person in the world is like, "Yes, we agree with all of these rankings. This is perfect." Right? But like they, that is, wouldn't be there's, ideal. There's something like, underrepresented. Whole, on ideally, list. you'd want to have debate and think. Okay, let's it's, re-examine some of these things that we didn't, that we just, for some reason in our collective consciousness, as you mentioned before, we decided, oh, this is the greatest album of all time. Well, let's re-examine that. Yeah, Why but, do we think okay. this? <clears throat> let's, let's put another one in there. There's a decade, let's really ask two, ourselves, you know. There's a decade that's points. very underrepresented on this list and has been on their previous list, and it's yeah. the 80s. And the 80s is arguably the greatest decade for music, because of how much innovation happened during that decade. And you don't see really any 80s new wave bands on here, which is a travesty. You're like, Duran Duran's not on this list at all? That's but insane. If you're, but here's the thing. We're, again, like we're, are we guilty of just being humans who can only think of this moment as being the end of history? No, but like, I, I, the I think... The point is that... This year, yeah, the 80s is underrepresented. Maybe for the next 10 years, but maybe in 20 years, when if, if any of these bands are worth you know, w- what you're saying, then they will stay on, or they will be on the list. But here's the thing. I, I do also- so in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, Duran Duran was just inducted this year. And yeah. it wasn't by the choice of the, the, uh, the promoters of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame that put them in there. It was the fan vote that got them in. And it showed that... They had by but far they, uh, they the also, highest, highest fan vote out of any artist that was inducted this year. And but it, they, it just goes to show you that the fans, they, I think they recognize, hey, this is an important band and should be inducted. Why can't you, people who are seemingly pretentious, although you vote <laughs> in p- bands like Green Day before yeah. Duran Duran, why... Why can't you recognize that this the this stuff has more merit? Well, than your, I, your... I will say they do put that stipulation in there that there is an actual fan vote in case yeah, that God they say that hey that. we didn't get it right. So they actually they didn't have to do that. They didn't have to do that. I mean they're creating yeah. it. Also, I just do want to say I guess you're right. Not God, only will not that only, only will, validates it. I think. Yeah, not only will these lists spark debate about what's on the list, but they also are sparking debate about what's not on the list. So it gets us to talk about what should belong on the list. So in putting things that you think shouldn't belong on the list or should definitely not be number one, it automatically gets us to talk about the Spielbergs and the Tarantinos. So it because those are popular enough already that we don't need to, again, to, to Nikon's point, they don't need to be on the list because by virtue of them not being on the list, we're going to talk about them anyway. Yeah. If there was, if there was any risk of, of our generation forgetting about E.T. or Back to the Future or Schindler's List. <laughs> Schindler's List <laughs> is the movie you keep going to. <laughs> I, mean, it's, I mean, it's like an undeniable. I haven't seen it in a long time. but um, <laughs> Look, it it's is really great, good. It's really great. And I just, I keep thinking of the Seinfeld up, but like, I can't say Schindler's List without thinking about. You were making out during making? Schindler's List? <laughs> um, so, forgot what I was saying. Oh, yeah. If, yeah, if, if the critics sensed that like Schindler's List was dropping out of the zeitgeist, or not like the <laughs> zeitgeist, but, you know, uh, then I think they would, they would correct for it. Mm-hmm. Right. Except, right, right. Except when it's like a movie like The Godfather, which has never been in danger of falling out of the zeitgeist. It's true. And they're still putting it very high up on this list, right? Maybe that's because Coppola only has a handful of masterpieces. Apocalypse Now is on this list as well, by the way. 
maybe let's that's a, maybe there's let's something talk about, there. Let's talk about what, like, what couple of masterpieces are. I think the conversation is a really good movie. That's it's a good movie, but it's not a master. I wouldn't say it's a masterpiece. It's not a masterpiece. A um, look, the Godfather. Well, I mean, how many how many filmmakers can make claim that all their movies are masterpieces? Tarantino and Spielberg, Tarantino. I, and and not all no, of them Spielberg, are, not Spielberg. No, 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 I wouldn't say they. But but like I, say, I, I would say Tarantino comes many 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 masterpieces. I would say Tarantino would say comes the closest only because he hasn't made that many movies compared to those people. Actually, he's right, only I made think he has nine. The highest, highest success rate. In What's my that? opinion, high success rate because he hasn't yeah. made as many. I think that's why. Sure, but it's on. It's undeniable that Steven Spielberg has made quite a few masterpieces. I mean, you know, obviously Schindler's List. <laughs> <laughs> Saving, Indiana, Saving, Indiana Private, Jones. Saving Private Ryan. Yeah, yeah, Indiana Jones. Um, even though I don't consider Maybe this a masterpiece, a lot of people do, and it's on the director's list. Is Jaws is on there. Um, yeah. Uh, I think it was... Uh, it- Historic for historical, historical purposes, yeah. ET. You could argue. I don't know. I think I really like I Close think, Encounters I of the Third Close Kind. Encounters actually. of the Third Kind is Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park, huge movie. Look, he's got a lot. You know, Indiana Jones, as Max said. But yeah. Um. So yes, you you are right in the sense that like, okay. Also, there's a, a reason why Star Wars is not on this list, right? Because that's not in, anywhere in danger of losing favor with the popular vote. Well, you know, I will say it is kind of in danger in, for the younger generations who know the newer Star Wars. And so for a lot of people... I don't think so. Okay, whatever. <laughs> I mean, Terminator 2 on it? No, no, and it should be. Should be. Terminator there's no 2. action. There's not really any action-adventure movies on this list. There's a bias or too. Sci-fi. Uh, there's one sci-fi movie, and that's Blade Runner. And that's yes, good. that I should think- be on the list, but... Look, Terminator 2, that is one of my favorite movies of I mean, all time. It's one interesting that Blade Runner's on there. Should that be on the list as opposed to Alien? That's yes, a good question. Yes, because you know why? Because Blade Runner is pretentious. Yes, exactly. Alien is not. <laughs> so you're arguing in my favor. Okay, good. I know, but, <laughs> what, I, but like, at well, a, okay. a popularity, what is more popular of a, a movie? I mean... Alien, for sure. You think so? Yeah, I mean, Alien. They, they, yeah. Alien, for I sure. guess so, because they've written more sequels made. Okay, to, so... But Probably. Alien is is more important, I would say, because, I mean, be, because of alone because of the female representation in that that movie, like the feminist you know representation sure. in that movie, I think is very important. Anyway, okay, I think so. this is exactly look we're feeding we're 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 playing into their hand. We are doing exactly what they want us to do, which That's is chit chat about movies and our opinions and you know the merits. Sure. And, but I okay. noticed that you know playtime is on this list, by the way. Right, that's and pretty. That, neat. That's he should be represented on here. Um, yeah. What's play? Know, I don't even think I know. Jacques Tati. Jacques Tati. Oh, that's the little silly comedy from uh, was like sixties. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's on both it's lists a, actually. Mr. Hulo. Mr. Right, Hulo, right, right, right. Yeah, I've, I saw that in a few times. Um, it's one of my older brother's favorite movies of all time. Yeah. It's Mr. Hulo. I'm getting that right, right? I think so. Hulo. Yeah, Hulo. Hulo. I, I like Hulo. the movie. It's Mr. not one of my favorites, but. Um, I can understand why it's on the list. Um, but okay, then what do you make of like a list? So Rolling Stone made another yeah, list Hulu. a while back of the 100 greatest SNL cast members. And you're like, That's, this is yeah. completely That's subjective. The 100 greatest out of 140? Like, how many? <laughs> yeah, right. But how you're many like, ranking been? the. So, well, there's this is where quite I wanna, a bit, actually. This is where I want to bring Who it back to. Who's number one? Who's number one? I can't. Oh, I think Belushi. John Belushi, which yeah, is which definitely. I think, I think that's that is a classic. His legend out out. You know, uh, the fact that he died young and all that kind of stuff right. gave him way more. Po- I'm not saying he wasn't talented or funny or lovable. All that kind Look, of I stuff. I agree with you, Nick, on 100. Compared to John Lovitz, Look, well, I compared agree. to Dana Carvey, though. <laughs> Look, Dana Carvey was yeah. so popular in his time. Phil Look, Hartman. I, know, I, mean, I think yeah. John Phil Hartman. They yeah. called him. They called him the glue. Bill Hartman is one of the greatest comedic actors of all time. Sure, there I said it. Look, but here's the here's, <laughs> like, you'd here's, be hard pressed to find somebody point, that disagrees. Here's with the you. main point I want to make, Nikon, and and this is why I agree with you that it should be re, it it should be retitled one hundred greatest one hundred movies you should watch before you die. Is we were talking last time about the Beatles versus the Rolling Stones and how much you didn't like even 
the fact that we're pitting these bands against each other. Yes. Well, ranking movies like this is inherently pitting them against each other in a way. And that is something that I have a problem with because, because everything is so subjective and who's, who's to say something is the greatest. Yes. It's going to incite conversation like, like this one, but yeah, well, I think that's the, the purely the point. In fact, now that we're talking about this, but with Nikon, the cast, I'd have to, I'd have to disagree with our final assessment last week about, um, pitting bands against each other. I think, there is some importance in that, in that it may cause you to explore the band you were voting, you were going against a little bit more and or reassess it might have them, the opposite actually. Effect. And this is why I want to have a separate... Make, making more ardent, like, I want to have a separate of, conversation about, like, music beefs, because, like, for the longest time, I was, I grew up being a Tupac fan, <laughs> and I just arbitrarily hated Jay-Z, because, like, because of a lot of his Because songs. it's a hard knock life, or something <laughs> like that. Well, it's like... Yeah, I don't know. We, I, just... well, I do want to get into it, so I'm going to save it for another time. But like, so I, I, so I think with an individual piece, I think it, there's more, more room for like interplay and like to like re- emotionally remove yourself from like a fight, um, like between artists or whatever. Um, but I think, yeah, I think, I think. It's funny. I think we're falling victim to the marketing ploys of BFI, right? Or the the magazine that, uh, right, that right. they own. All they're saying is Science like founded. like you know we we can all agree. I, I think if if we could all agree that when we read the greatest films of all time, we could understand that to be here are some movies you should see that you haven't seen. If you haven't seen it, hey, you should see it. All these professionals think it's worth seeing. Then we wouldn't have a problem. Right, because we would see it as it is. We see it as a snapshot in this moment in time. They're not saying forever and ever. This is the greatest. Watching someone, you know, make her breakfast and she's an ex prostitute. That's the best movie ever. But like, it's worth watching today or in the next ten years. Right. Let them right. do their marketing thing and say these are the best, and like get get the rest of the population arguing and pulling their hair out and like being being outraged. You know. But I guess the 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 problem mm. is that. Again, people like us are the only ones that are going to be looking at a, a, a list like this, right? I mean, yeah. somebody in the, some, I don't want to generalize. Don't say the Midwest. Somebody in the middle of America is not. <laughs> I'll say the South or the Midwest. Yeah, yeah. Even, yeah. <laughs> somebody in the South or Midwest is not going to look at this list unless they're really. I don't know. Anyway, well, no, I but mean, uh, or even my own but, parents, or but, you know, we'll we'll like look at the list. Though. We're looking at the list, and so yeah. it's making me think. Oh, yeah, I, it's at least it's a reminder to me. I have to watch this Jean Dielman, you know, right? Non cinephiles are gonna not gonna look at this list, really, you know. No, but they will. You know, if you have a conversation with you know some, <laughs> I don't know, be well. Yeah, if you <laughs> if you see this movie. Jean Diamant, 23, etc. <laughs> Katie Comars, 10, and, and you have a conversation with somebody, I don't know, uh, the coffee, like the barista or whatever, just like in passing. Oh, I just saw this movie. It's, it was so boring. Oh, what was the movie? It was Jean Diamant, 23, blah, blah, blah. Maybe that barista will someday. Am I saying barista right? That's um, right. Barista, yeah. Bar, I keep, I say barista. Well, um, barista. Barista, barista. barista. Maybe that barista will then go and watch the movie, or or I don't. Uh, well, I mean, or maybe you talk about the, you both watched it and you have a disagreement, but the disagreement eventually leads to you falling in love with that that barista, <laughs> and you get married you eventually. And that's, that's the only disagreement you'll ever have. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, what I'm trying to say is, there's really not very many rom coms on this list, and. Um, a, a, a setup like the one I just explained <laughs> should be represented on this. <laughs> well, let me ask you. But speaking of rom coms, I mean, what would you put? What rom com would you put on 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 any list as like a a great film? Well, the pretentious person would say Before Sunrise. I think it should be on this. Yeah, list, but though, is actually. that a, that's not a rom com though. 
Uh, I guess it's not a com. You're right. Yeah. I think that I think that Richard Linklater should be represented on this list, and I think that one of the before movies should be on here. Or, I actually like or Dazed and Confused. You know, I like Before Sunset more than Before Sunrise. Me too. Actually. And I haven't seen Before Midnight, which I heard is even I better. Actually, really, I've heard that they get progressively get better. Not but, to say that hmm. I think Before Sunrise is good too. Actually, but I think it's um, pretty great. Actually, Nikon, I actually do think. And, and this is, here's another beef I have with the list is that, so It Happened One Night is both a rom-com and a bit of a screwball comedy. And there, again, comedies are underrepresented on this list, massively underrepresented. And yeah, that is um, a shame and actually. There's a lot of screwball comedies by like Howard Hawks that. His Girl they, Friday actually. His Girl Friday, they, they should be on this list so people remember them. Because they're right. very important, you know. I mean, yeah. that is a really just and that's not choreography. That's not news, you know. Like they're always snubbed in the Oscars, all that kind of stuff. Right? Too. There's, they're always a snubbed in the Oscars. I mean, by the way, Singing in the Rain, I, I, it's a fun movie. I know a lot of people love it as their favorite movie musical. It's not my favorite movie. But come movie. on, West Side Story should be on this. It was broke West Side a lot Story of new ground. Should be on it. Should uh, be on um, or the filmmaking alone is just That's what I'm saying. As a film, yeah. the filmmaking the, alone. The direction Robert Wise really did something different from what he took the Broadway musical and was like, "No, I'm going to make the I'm going to make it a reason you have to movie. watch the movie." Yes, actually, exactly. You know? Yeah. Exactly. Um, but hey, you know, Mary Poppins is is probably my favorite movie musical, but I can understand that not being on this list, but yeah, but again, again, but that's just, that's a, that's a, a, a personal opinion. But and yeah. also let's remember that there are only a hundred slots. So, you know, for every movie musical that you add to it, that's one less, one less French John Delmon, uh, <laughs> yeah. 23. Exactly. Also, and where would we be without that? I will say this in, in, in favor of what you guys are saying, I am now going to watch Jean Dielman. I am too. And uh, I guarantee you. I will at some point, like. but three and a half hours. Three, three separate sittings. And <laughs> I'm not going to like any of it, but I'm going to do it. I, hey, here's three and, here's and a half a thought, separate sittings. Here's a thought. Maybe we should all see it together. And, Over of. Uh, uh, that's the thing. I don't, I don't think I can watch it all the way well, through. Well, we could take breaks. Okay. <laughs> right. I and, mean, and I, I I like some of my favorite movies are three plus hours, but right. Just knowing what I know about is like this. almost four hours. That's one of my favorite movies. I know it's not yours, but yeah, it is. I, I do think that. it's quite good. Oh, by the way, there's this movie, Portrait of a Lady on Fire, on here that was made in 2019. Sure, yeah. I as a reminder that I have to watch it. I when it came yeah, out, I was talking with my friend. He's like, you really got to watch Portrait of a Lady on Fire. And my sister said it's really good too. So that's just you know. But if you're going to take so, the new slot of uh, slew of of hip indie directors, then I mean, there's a lot of great movies that have come out in the past decade. You know, I mean, that's true. So okay, here's my closing and, argument. <clears throat> the list should be called. Here's a bunch of movies you might not have seen that you should. We hey, I know I know you have your favorites. I know you've seen Pulp Fiction. I know you've seen Schindler's List. God knows you won't stop talking about it. But here's some other movies that you might consider watching. Uh, that's point number one. Point number two is this is a snapshot. This is not the end all be all. In 10 years, we'll be, we'll be right back at it, uh, uh, complaining about uh, whatever the new list is. And that is my third point. The, the main point of the list is for us to talk about these things sure. and discuss their merits, the, the, the merits of the films. Right. Um, oh, sorry. So in other words, it shouldn't be called, these are some movies you should watch. It should okay. actually be yeah. called the greatest movies of all time list in order to provoke conversation. And um, to, and yeah, yeah, exactly. So it is, it is and debate, a marketing you know? ploy, but yeah. that is the nature of them wanting to spark conversation. Yeah. Well, yeah. okay. And how many people are now going to be my talking closing, about sight and sound? My closing argument is... <laughs> I ask you to, you do find the list to be a bit outrageous, do you not? Oh, absolutely, yeah. But again, if, if I <laughs> there were you go, enough to, said. If I, were, if I were talking to somebody and they said, "Hey, my favorite movie in the ever, ever is Jean Delmont Vendetta," you know, 
then I would slap him across the face and I would never talk to him again. Uh, you know, but that's not what we're, we're not going against a person. We're going against an aggregation of a bunch of pretentious people's opinions. But I will say you will slap him or you'll fall. In I love. will say this guys <laughs> talking about this has maybe seen the light of lists like this. And in fact, that's why I love watching old clips of Siskel and Ebert reviewing movies because Often I don't agree with them, but I love watching people talk, yeah, talk passionately about film. about film. It's interesting. Whether or not I agree with it or not, it's just fun to- Especially those even two, almost, they're, they're pretty funny and can be pretty pretentious, and that's what's fun yeah, about watching okay, them. Okay, you're interrupting right. me, but- Sorry, go ahead. Um, it's, it's fun for me to imagine what I would say in response to what they're talking about as, as a counter-argument, you know? Um, they both did not like The Big Lebowski, for example, and- they, they both, I feel like, just didn't understand the sense of humor, and that's why they didn't give it a thumbs sure. up. But, I mean, I don't know how you feel about The Book Lebowski, but... Oh, I mean, I, I loved it when I first saw it. I, I was blown away. It's, it was my favorite movie for the longest time. And it only recently occurred to me that... <clears throat> I, I think the... Well, we can... Uh, uh, I, th I think, and I haven't read this or heard this from anybody, so I don't know if, how much how correct it is, but like, I see that movie more than anything. Yes, it's like a, a noir or whatever. More than anything, I see it as like kind of an exploration of political extremes. You know, like, yeah. the, just like I think we took our eye took for granted how much like they throw words like fascist around or right uh, or nihilist or nihilist or uh, conscientious conscientious objector. Like it's riddled throughout, and but it's so damn it's, funny you're just forgetting all about. Yeah, that. but it's like it. What it really is to me is like just seeing all of these political worldviews go against each other. Mm -hmm. Look, um, that's a that's one of my favorite comedies of all time, actually. And well, that makes it. And are, but, are you but arguing Sis that makes it better? I but Siskel and Niebuhr didn't see it that way, you know. And so that that makes it interesting to watch them talk about it, and it makes it interesting to read lists like this, so I can think about what I would say as a counter argument to every or a lot of the choices that they made on this list. Especially Jean Dielman, 23, Quai du Commerce, uh, 1080, Bruxelles. Oh, boy, God, I just got bored of you saying Sorry, that. Sorry, what were you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I guess my, my, my closing statement would be that I, maybe I agree with you guys overall. But All right, look at that. Okay. Uh, nobody said, uh, well, put yet, a cessation. So was, what's nobody, that? Nobody said Liverpudlian. No, the podcast, well, there you go. You said I, it. I just did. Yes. Um, or Scouser, as they also are called. Um, um, anyway, I will put a cessation to the proceedings of this uh, <laughs> this court session. Meeting, uh, court session adjourned. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Thanks, Thanks for, for tuning watching. in to another edition of Splitting Hairs with Max, Nikki, and Econ. Keep tuning in. Yes, please. <laughs>